listening to the Totally Over Podcast with your hosts, Eric Reese. Taking strong growls. Can we call this the puckered bundle area? Who cares? Good thing Mark Henry made a good promo about doing nothing. And Joe Ferreira. Somebody's gotta be up this jobbers, baby. Welcome everyone to the Totally Over Podcast. It is Sunday, April 29th, 2018. We are two days after the greatest Royal Rumble, the very first WWE pay-per-view that took place in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Was it? What? Was it the greatest? I, I mean, I think so. It was the greatest Royal Rumble. It was the I've most. Seen. It was the most rumbliest rumble. It was the rumbliest. It's pretty, it pretty impressive. And honestly, like the, the... I had a lot of fun watching it from start to finish. Let me ask you this. Just face value... Do you think this was a greater event than WrestleMania 34 was? That's it's hard to say, and that's only because of this. So, well, see, that's I, I will say yes. Yeah, see, that's the main point I was trying to make. The fact that if you ask that to anybody, they at least have to think about it. Yeah. means that they they really outdid themselves with this pay per view. But yeah, no, I understand that part. Like, that's I will say, I, mean, I will yeah. say the greatest, greatest. I had to put that in quotes. It, it, to me, it's still <laughs> funny that that's what... Like, I feel like they ran out of names. Like, what are we calling this? We're going to feature a Royal Rumble, but we can't call it the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle. Because that that's a if, thing. If I was in Saudi Arabia and I paid WWE, like, estimates of $200 million to want. come in, it better be the greatest one. <laughs> like, <laughs> you better call it the greatest one. The second Royal Rumble of 2018. Like that, that would have been would have been that as a title, like, as a show. Uh, second Royal Rumble, Rumble 2018. Royal Royal Rumble 2.0. I don't know. So we're gonna go over. Um, I might be completely biased, but when Ronda Rousey debuts in in Philadelphia and you're at the Royal Rumble, I think that's the greatest Royal Rumble. Yeah, well, I, mean, I apologize. She's not gonna, she's not gonna debut in in Saudi Arabia. Oh, so. whoops! I think that's why it's the greatest then. <laughs> We are starting on a high note, um, and by high I mean extraordinarily low note. What about the Philadelphia Roy Rumble being the greatest? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry, because it, it wasn't. It Even definitely th- was. It was pretty good. Oscar won. Want to know why? Because nobody's ready for Oscar except for Charlotte. <laughs> Charlotte. And right. she said it herself. I don't want to go into it. So, um, I hated that. There's a lot to cover from WrestleMania <laughs> yes. to um, just these two days after the Greatest Royal Rumble. So, yeah, so this will be kind of a not, a little bit strained away from our format of going over you know each match. This is huge. It's just just going to go over a lot of things that we've just want to talk about. Yeah, pretty much. To like Titus O'Neil falling to the ring. Beautiful. Better than Shockmaster. Shockmaster passed the torch. <laughs> he follow us on our torch. follow us on Twitter. You'll the, see that picture. The memes and the. Like he's taken it in stride. Everything though. he has, yeah, he has. that's the best. I saw on his Instagram. He's like, "This is the moment where where uh, where I, this whole idea took place." Like he's acting like he played it off. I read. Um, apparently, um, Meltzer said online that Vince McMahon laughed so hard he was in tears. This is the second time he's done that. What on live TV? The exact same thing. Oh yeah, you're talking about the NXT. The NXT when he was carrying the keg yeah. for that thing, and they tripped across. It was the almost line. the exact same spot. Yeah, which which when I saw the the uh, the gif first, because I was going through Twitter, like I, I couldn't watch it live. I was at work. Yeah. But um, when I was going through Twitter when I got home and I saw the Titus O'Neil fall, I was like, the only thing that makes this one better is that he fell completely under the ring. Yeah. But like that, it looked like the Flintstones. Like it looked like the Barney Rubble. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, but uh, the, the best part, the best part about this one is like, when I saw it originally, 
I thought he did it on purpose. I thought he was just like, oh, they're in Saudi Arabia. Here's I'm going to do my best of Titus O'Neil, which is kind of that. Falling. <laughs> That's a... <laughs> That is probably the most insulting thing you could say to Tyson Neal. <laughs> no, he has a few title wins. I mean, clearly I'm being sarcastic. Hey, Saudi Arabia, are you ready for Tyson Neal? Oh, no, no, no. This isn't prime time or anything that any incredible. You're going to see Titus O. freaking Neal trip right on his face. It's perfect. Remember me. I don't. It, the, the honestly, the the biggest part about that Royal Rumble match that that I'd like to take note of is that the the commentating was like on point. Yeah, and it, like, no, it was. And, like honestly, it's like some of the best we've seen. A lot of stuff from Michael Cole that wasn't just buzzwords. Well, he was about a big. He was going really, uh, really calling. Um, no, he was going in for uh, Elias. Like he was calling uh, yeah. his stuff really well. Like uh, I, yeah. I enjoyed. You can tell. When it was a little bit more natural for certain guys that they wanted to put over, so yeah. um, I, th- I, th- I think it, I think over time you're seeing um, like Byron Saxon's taking that like really innocent baby face like like here's the buzzword thing, and Michael Cole starting to become that veteran journalist kind of role. Yeah, and, and it's working for him yeah. a lot. Like he 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 knows he's got the experience, he's seen a lot, and and you can tell that. That's what he's getting across. Whereas he he wasn't like Byron Saxon's role, and it was just like, shut up. The well, only things that I don't like about Michael Cole when he's on commentary is sometimes he will like on on Raw in the three hours that Raw is. Sometimes you'll hear him for like almost what seems at least a quarter of the time that he's talking. Yeah, it's just him correcting somebody. I'm like, look, that's true. Listen, you're correcting not on fact of WWE like. To history make, you're, you're you're correcting on like you're correcting the announcer like yeah. you're, you're you're basically telling like yeah you're messing up your job right now and i'm just sitting there going like just let it let it go let it go yeah. like i mean honestly that's what the internet's for that's but, why we do our jobs right we can sit here and just be the uh you know historian even though we've done nothing we yeah can, <laughs> we can totally pull those shoes in. But, but i think that um i think that it's a uh i think that's something another reason why i like Corey Graves so much because Corey Graves is picking up on that and he's starting to yes. correct Michael Cole on everything. Their, their it, dynamic is really working. working for one another finally. And it's funnier because like those two will gang up on Booker T a lot because Booker T will just start rambling. I, Booker T does ramble. Booker <laughs> <laughs> A lot. I like when Michael Cole interrupts Booker T because Booker T never knows how to like you can tell that Booker T wants to come at Corey Graves because they're you know that beef that they had at one point or another. But at the same time, you can totally tell that he wants to come at Michael Cole, and Michael Cole's just like, can't. No. Like, it, it seems almost like that. <laughs> it's, like, you can't do it. You can't you, do it, can you? You like, can't hurt me. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know, let's, um, let's, let's backtrack a little bit. Okay. We'll just hit on some, some big moments of WrestleMania. Obviously, um, you had the, the youngest world tag team holder of all time. Nicholas. The, the youngest championship holder Nicholas he had to relinquish um, the title because he had school <laughs> I you know on Raw the following night on, on, Raw after Mania honestly that happened I'm pissed I'm thinking I'm thinking the revival I'm thinking of every tag team that would be more suited for this and then right after that Monday and then the following Monday with the shake up and you learn that the bar is going to Smackdown and you're like okay it kind of made sense it, it kind of null and voids everything with the shake up yeah it, yeah. it made a um by the way, SmackDown made out like bandits. You see, there's the tag team division. No. What do so you mean? basically, SmackDown has the Bludgeon Brothers. Yeah. They have New Day, mm-hmm. Usos, Cesaro and Sheamus. Cesaro and Sheamus. And Raw, what they have? They have um, 
Matt Hart. Oh, no, also, by the way, SmackDown has Sanity. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And Raw has um, the, the leaders or the, the, uh, the leaders of worlds. Is that what it's called? Yeah, that's is that the name? I, that's okay. I had to go make sure I got it right before I said it all the yeah. way. To the leaders of the world, so that's Matt Hardy and Bray. Yeah. Um, they have uh, the fashion police, or Brazango, whatever you want to call them. Uh, whatever. Either um, or. I think... You have a rival. I can't remember if the Ascension went over there or not. The Ascension is on Raw. Okay, so the Ascension went over. So they basically like flip-flopped, like, okay, you know, it, it seems like all the major teams that Ooh, have... And Raw uh, has Authors of Pain. Yes, okay. It seems like all the major teams that have credibility are on SmackDown, and Raw is just like, make do with these guys. You have three hours. Give them some credibility, <laughs> which I like that because now you're forced to make me want to watch. And you're not really forced to because I want to watch these guys wrestle, but you're now forced to give airtime to guys like, uh, you know, the, the Brizango. Yeah, like you, you have Those to. guys should get airtime. Yeah. They're fine. So I, I, I think it's a – I think both – both brands have a pretty a pretty decent tag division, mm-hmm. and the tag division is always taking a backseat anyway. So it's not like it's it's not like there's a ton of teams that aren't going to get any exposure or anything. It's a, like you said, it's going if anything, this is going to make it so you have to take chances on people you normally wouldn't take chances of. You know, as as much as Cesaro and Sheamus are are great performers, no one really wants to see them and the club or them and Seth Rollins and whoever for a millionth at the time. So back on to WrestleMania, you have. The, the most one of the most frustrating debuts I think I could consider, which is uh, Daniel Bryan making his in ring debut. Did and you really think that was a frustrating debut? What the, the his his like re debut off off of his injury from uh, WrestleMania? Yeah, I, I I just found it frustrating, and I think I I wasn't the only one that thought this. Where he comes back, we finally get to the point to see him like perform in the ring, and then they do the whole he's injured stretcher angle on the way out, and he's gone for half the match. It's like everybody in that audience has been waiting for Daniel Bryan to come back, and they're just like, "Now nah, you're gonna wait longer." And it's like, "Dude, he, come on, give me a break." He came back in. He got his offense when he and came back he, in. He did his host spot, and yeah. he, you know, he, like he did everything. I, I, I was, I was, I thought that match was fine. No, I, I just, I, yeah. I disagreed with like his just boom his initial debut. Once he came back, it was, it was perfect. Like he was electric again. I just feel like they. They could have just done without that angle. Maybe let that happen to Shane and let him hold two on one for a while. And like, I just feel like it should it should have been all about Daniel Bryan. And instead, we were subjected to more Shane McMahon in well, the ring. I think a part of it was they wanted those two had more to do with Shane McMahon about wanting to beat him down. So it was singled out get to him be, out of the way, right? So it was singled out to be two on one versus Shane, and then Daniel Bryan makes the big run and save, and that was way more triumphant than. If Shane McMahon made a big run and save on Daniel Bryan, I wouldn't want Shane McMahon to do the run and save. But I'm just saying but that, that would have been your alternative. I got you. So, yeah, in that scenario, it was booked to the best it could have been. Yeah. So, um, let me think. It's man, three weeks ago. I'm trying to think of like big highlights from WrestleMania. It it, it wasn't. I wouldn't call it forgettable. It wasn't forgettable. I, I would. I would say I still had the same sort of feeling where like the first three quarters of the show were amazing and the last end of it like like Brock Lesnar and uh, Roman, Roman Reigns, Reigns. That, 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 that match was alright it had you on the end of your seat because it took five F5s to beat Roman Reigns I which think, is still unbelievable and just I, I didn't I didn't enjoy that because it's like it took one F5 to beat Braun Strowman it took one to beat Samoa Joe it took one to beat 
I mean, whoever, whoever. really, it, it, yeah, that, know, that's a really that's, for the most part, yeah, it's one to beat whoever, five to finally beat Roman Reigns, yeah. But isn't the Roman Reigns the same guy who didn't kick out of, or no, maybe it took one, yeah, I think it took one skull crushing and finale to beat Roman Reigns, like yeah. not too long ago on Raw, mm-hmm. like some continuity would be neat. I know it's WrestleMania, and I know you guys want to put everybody on the edge of the seat and make it a finisher fest and all that. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, you don't need that to make it a good match. You could just not make it a finisher I fest. I would much rather matches stop doing that. Yeah. I hate... it's it, it, cause like, it, you're, you're destroying the fabric. Of, the whole point of a finisher is to finish. When you see that move... If he kicks out of it, it it's, should be a shocker. It's it very should be. indie. Yeah. And it's true. I mean, because like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. On the indies, it's okay to see that because you, your whole point to go to a wrestling show is is initially to have fun. Yeah. And when you go to an indie show, I think you're going to see guys who are going to pay tribute. Like, you know, all right, it's kind of funny to see somebody do a rock bottom who's not clearly not the rock. Yeah. You know? But when you go to a WWE show, you have these guys who are pushed to the moon with their own brand. I want to see their own brand. I want to see these guys who are supposed to be promoted in America as, like, top notch, right? Yeah. So I want to see these guys put on their own match i don't want and, and also by say put on their own match i don't want to see them use other people's finishers yeah i don't want to see their own finisher six seven times in a match i want to see I, I long for the days where you had a match like kind of like the savage and steamboats where it's like dude you could put on this great wrestling match or sometimes not even like Hogan and Andre wasn't a, a technical wrestling, you know. Yeah, it wasn't a spot fest. Here's the thing: you weren't doing your finishers. It took one leg drop to beat Andre. It was also it was just also a different time, and that's, right? That, that, that's what I'm saying. Pre- protecting the sanctity. Still had, it still had all of the emotion. It yeah. still was larger than life, and its psychology was just as effective then as it would be. Here's three rock bottoms. Here's three stone cold stunners. It was. It's still. Yeah, you I, know? It, it's. It, it, it can be done the right way. It can be done the wrong way, obviously. I've seen examples of both. But I feel like this is a big problem of how they're booking these big monsters. You have these big monster characters larger than life. And, you know, Roman Reigns isn't larger than life, but he's booked that way. And, and you have him even, like, you know, super seen as a phenomenon where he just kicks out of everything. But he's been doing that less and less. I mean, how many how many AAs did you see Triple H get put in? One at, at uh, the greatest Royal Rumble? And, and that was it. That, like... One and done. Maybe they kick out a one AA and then he does this super one off the top rope and there's that. You know what I mean? Wait, Triple H You're thinking I'm trying to think. I think Triple H I think there was two to put Triple H away. Was there two? I think oh, they went two, two in a two. row. Two in a row. Yeah. But it was one it was one after See, another. Here's the thing with Cena, he's evolved where it's like, okay, it's not just one ad who just meant, and it's like, oh crap! And now he's doing like one, and he rolls through with another fireman's yeah. carry, and he does another one. Yeah. And you're seeing like, okay, here's a combo breaker. At least you could call that one finisher. Like, I'm gonna put this guy away. This is putting him away. Like, yeah. at, at least you could see it. That you can even go like, how many Kinshazas did you see in AJ Styles Nakamura match? Yeah, there was how many, there was there was a you know what I mean? there's a few, but here's the thing about the striking ones. It's um sometimes. All right, like the Sami Zayn one, yeah. where uh, when Shinsuke first debuted in NXT, and mm-hmm. he did one off the second turnbuckle or something. Yeah, and just something about that didn't look like it caught Sami Zayn all the way. Okay, and when he kicked out of that, I wasn't surprised. I feel like everyone else was surprised. So you saying, again, so you're saying like the the striking ones, the striking ones, can I can see some room for error. Okay. You know what I mean? And then yeah. sometimes I'm like, 
like the Superman punch on Lesnar, I can see that taking like three. Yeah. You know? Because it's just a punch. Uh, and also the spear, I'm just tired of. That, that's, just, that's, that's just really a bias for me to spear. Yeah. Like, I can see the spear boosted putting anyone away. Yeah. Like, I, you, I just feel you like know? you should have more. I feel like you should have more signature moves and bring more gravity to them and have those be your spots where you have like the the kickouts, like a constant kickouts. Like, I like it when, when, um, you know, AJ Styles does a phenomenal forearm and then someone kicks out of it, but you don't kick out of a Styles clash. I like that. Right. I like that dynamic better than, okay, he just kicked out of a Styles clash. Let's do a second Styles clash. Let's do a third, a fourth, a fifth. And I don't like that. And here's the thing, like, with guys like Randy Orton, mm-hmm. we sit here and we watch him and we and we see his moveset, you know, the rope hung DDT, the punt, the yeah. RKO, all the, the stomps, all that. He has all these different things. And then you sit there and let's break down Roman Reigns. It's kind of not much different yeah he, he kind of he has the punt as a strike you know or, or, well, orton has the punt yeah uh reigns has a strike as well this punch the uh, rko is a you know finisher you got the spear yeah you know and you know the, the rope move the ddt well then you got roman reigns doing the drive-by drop kick yeah and there's like different things that Roman Reigns could be doing here, but we see the same thing, and I think that's the reason why a lot of people are tired of it. Because well, didn't Roman Reigns used to do? Um, he used to do a lot more. He used to do I a Samoan like, drop, didn't he? Didn't oh yeah, there's he, that too. So he, has a, he, he hasn't has a, done he has that in a long four. time. He has four moves, but I mean, and that's but, really stretching four. We haven't seen four out of him. Or, you know what I mean? And that's alarming because his matches with Lesnar is basically like, all right, we're gonna put a lot of drama into this slugfest, into this just fight, and I'm just like. Yeah, but this is for the universal title, and in the universal title, you kind of want to see a wrestling match. It's just all the all the. I'm re- tired of Lesnar and, and Reigns. That's what it is. It's, it's honestly, it, Reigns has some fault in it, but I think that's just the Lesnar match. The yeah. Lesnar match is the here's the blows, because, here's the here's a couple spots, and then it's finisher fest, finisher fest, and then that's the end. It, it that's every Lesnar match. You do watch Reigns match with Cena and watch it with Styles though, and you're like, all right, well, he had a good match with those two. You know, yeah, I I don't want to place the whole fault on Lesnar. I, I don't think it's all Reigns, but I think most of it's just kind of like, okay, dude. W- I think I'm gonna put the fault kind of on even WWE because the W Lesnar did not need to have the title this long, and I think the WWE is just basically doing this to be like, we want to whitewash Punk. Uh, yeah, well, let's just put. I don't know if it has. I kind of feel that. like that. Yeah, I I'm because l- 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 to be honest, I'm tired of Lesnar being champion. It it's, is what it is. It's but, not but, but, even like, a draw anymore. You know, the, the finish of the greatest Royal Rumble, which, by the way, this, this podcast has heavily spoilers. Um, you know, it, basically, he, he spears him outside the cage. Lesnar's back hits the ground first. They rule it in favor of Lesnar. That's interesting to me. I like, I like that. That, that finish that finish made the match. It, it was cool. Like, I, I think I the thought, finish like, made the match. Yeah. Like, I was like, I was like, that was cool. Like, it sucks that Lesnar's still champion and we have to deal with that, but... That was cool. That was I'm interesting. I'm able to accept it because the finish made the match. Yeah. It wasn't like, boom, he got hit with an F5 out of nowhere, and that's the end of it. Like, also, it, it was, Bobby Lashley was probably backstage going, oh, cool. I remember when I, when I did that in ECW to Umaga. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, except, no, no. Actually, that was a little bit different. Umaga was on the outside of the uh, cage, and Lashley just basically ran and crossbodied the cage, and the cage fell on Umaga. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was like, that was, that, was, that was pretty much insane. I don't know. Yeah. There was there was a cool there was a few cool things that happened in the revamped WWE version of ECW and that was like one of three. The other one being like CM Punk's tire time there. I also liked Elijah Burke a lot. Yeah, Elijah. There was there was a few cool things about w, the WWE ECW, oh, but yeah. very very few. Yeah, I mean it was 
Yeah, I agree with you. Um, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, the the I, I think Lesnar's matches is just going to be Lesnar matches. That's just what it's going to be. I like that. Honestly, this was one of the more exciting Lesnar matches, even though it wasn't like anywhere near. It's probably like a three and a half star match. It's just, it was just kind of like short and sweet. But uh, um, Paul Heyman with his small involvement was cool. You, you almost never see him oh, when he by throw him. And, um, when he slammed the cage and then threw in the chair. Yeah, like yeah. like th- that was cool. Um, the finish, like you said, made the match. I agree with you 100% there. Um, but that that was interesting. I mean, like, Brock Lesnar was made to seem vulnerable. You know what I mean? He, he didn't take 16, like, spears and everything. Like, it just, it worked. You know what I mean? Because like, I thought Roman was going to win it. He took a bunch of chair shots, and then he just so happens to find, like, like it's a loophole out of a way, uh, like, or, excuse me, he loopholed himself into a win. It, it was, right. I don't know, it was interesting. It was interesting booking, so... I'm not really too mad about that, but the WrestleMania one was just kind of and and anytime he, he you have to break someone hard open, even if Roman Reigns agrees with it, I don't like it. Just leaves a sour taste in my mouth. I don't get it. Like you're you're coloring him red just to just to say you did it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like because like, like, he he got all bloodied up like that, and Brock Lesnar just got so much offense in on him, and then like he you know screams and then like spears or Superman punches and then spears him, and then Lesnar kicks out. Like like if that was the end, I would have been like. Okay, I can see it. Bloody face Roman Reigns top of Brock Lesnar. But for him to kick out and then just get F5'd and that's the end of it, I was like, what was the point of that? Like, you didn't have to do that. Like, I heard there was a ton of heat between uh, Vince and, and Lesnar after that match. Like, immediately after WrestleMania. You don't think he knew anything about it? I, I'm i not going to say whether this is, like, 100% confirmed. Because you, know, you don't really know what's kayfabe and what isn't anymore. Yeah, no. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying that... You know, when you kind of go on Twitter and you see the things that are there. Yeah. There are a lot there are a lot of people whether it's confirmed, whether it's true or not, they were like Vince was pretty pissed about how Lesnar did that. Lesnar's basically handed the title to Vince. Yeah. And well, I did it re- took I- a couple of days later for them to finally reach an agreement and resign and Dana White was pissed. Yeah. But, oh, Dana White was well, pissed? I guess That's the, the first I because, heard about it. Because I think Dana White was what? pissed because it wasn't exclusive to UFC. Oh, uh, Because okay. Lesnar now is, like, in between the both. Like, he can do both. Oh, like, he can do both now. Yeah, Lesnar's okay. contract is, like... Okay. It, it, it's weird. It's weird in a way where it's, like, Dolph Ziggler has things in his contract where it's, like, he doesn't have to stay, stay the entire show. Yeah. Like, he can just, like, after... If he's opening up the, you know, the show and he doesn't feel like sticking around, he can bail. Yeah. And which is, like... A no-no in the wrestling business by yeah. far, but he has that in his contract. Well, hey, they signed it. I don't. It's um, the, the, his contract can't be that. Was there details on how long his contract was? I, was, I feel like I SummerSlam, a, he's done. No, it was a multi-year. Oh, it's multi-year. Yeah. Brock Lesnar's. I, I I read it was a multi-year. I don't know. So it's. I, I, I they don't, can't I they can't keep it on him that long. They can't keep him on it that long. I don't. Well, they're like, probably not going to keep him on it like a full year. I wouldn't imagine because it's like okay, dude. Like when he wants to take that fight in the UFC. Well, the one good thing I could say is that this time last year, there were already talks that it was going to be Roman Reigns Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 34, and that was like right after WrestleMania 33. And they were like, they're like, yeah, this is this is what WrestleMania 34 is going to be. Like, like it was already set up in stone. And I was like, man, that really sucks if that's true because yeah. it's a whole year of nothing. Like, there's yeah, no building towards it. Like, we just saw it, and they're saying 
yeah, that's going to happen next year too, and you're going to have a whole year of build I, up to it. See, that's the thing. That's that's one of the things. Like ever since uh, they started, like when Punk was there and they announced the John Cena the Rock thing, I've hated the idea of announcing your main event a match of WrestleMania a year in advance because That's crazy. Because then I'm sitting there going like, great, here's a part timer versus John Cena. What do I care about the actual content of the titles and the story? Because you, you know, know you know where it's gonna go right back to. Right. So why why right. should I be vested in Samoa Joe or Braun Strowman or someone possibly Finn holding Bauer, the strap when right, I know no. that this is where it's going to be in three months. Why should I care? And there's so many things that I could be looking forward to that they can capitalize on. Like, I could be looking forward to a Dean Ambrose return and heel turn. And that's the thing. That the, the, the or rest- a Shinsuke title reign. Yeah, but the, the, you, know? you figure the wrestling, you know, what's exciting to the fans changes so drastically in the course of six months. Right. That it, there's no way to tell. Like, Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns could be your hottest wrestlers right now. But like, or did I say Braun Strowman? I meant Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar could be your hottest wrestlers at the moment. Right. And then, who could have predicted Braun Strowman would have had the year he did? Or, I mean, you know, yeah, can, it's it's hard to can't. see that. But like, it's I, tough. in the first few weeks, like when back when Strowman was going against Ellsworth, yeah, I would have never said, yeah, uh, Strowman versus Lesnar, nah. like, will be a title match at a pay per view. No, and I mean, you like, like see, like, um, like how how much. Uh, Aiden English and Rusev are over right now. Yeah, Who could have predicted I, I, that? No it, one, it's, that just, was, it's just that that's the kind of thing where it happens. That was the weird like Fandango yeah. like kind of over after WrestleMania. That's what kind of that was. Yeah. And it's still it's prevalent. Yeah, and you just gotta you gotta think to yourself, like, okay, if I'm gonna book out my main event to WrestleMania a year in advance, like you you have to change stuff on the fly. So to, to say that you're you're hell bent on this being your main event, you're just kind of jading yourself. I don't know. You're you're kind of kidding yourself. That's why I get excited when I see these little things online, and even you know, like, and this always comes with a heavy disclaimer. It's like whether it's true or not. Mm-hmm. I always get very excited when I'm like, plans change for where I see these uh, videos where plans change for this match, and it's and it has to do with Lesnar and and Reigns. I'm just like, thank God. Yeah, I'm like thank God. Like, I know. You could you could throw in there Kalisto, and I'm like, yeah, yeah awesome. I agree. Now, by the way, Kalisto and Cedric Alexander's match at the Greatest Royal Rumble was a clinic. It was amazing. Yeah. Well, speaking of predictability, another uh, aspect of WrestleMania that I don't think anybody could have predicted, Ronda Rousey's debut. Yeah, she was great. An excellent debut. Uh, yeah. Arguably match of the night. Um, I think uh, I think also it has a lot to do with uh, Stephanie McMahon did a great job. Uh, yeah, all, all like, four did all a great job. All four in that match, yes, because uh, Stephanie McMahon and Triple H made Ronda Rousey look great, and Kurt Angle... Also, team with Ronda Rousey was a great dynamic. Did, like who everybody <laughs> in that match made everybody look awesome. Yeah, I'm wondering how much backstage training just went into that match, just because like there was a oh, lot probably of probably tons. There had to have been because yeah. because you know, as big as her debut was, and it had to go correctly. But like there was a bunch of spots where um, I think like Kurt, Kurt Angle had uh, I want to say he had Triple H in the ankle lock, and then he goes and and twists him over, and then like he he runs into Ronda Rousey. Like there. There were certain spots where, like, you could tell, like, all right, we have to hit these spots, and they hit them flawlessly. It was perfect. It was yep. good. It told a good story. Uh, it was a really solid match. I, I'm, I'm really happy because honestly, since she's been there, her, her in rank before WrestleMania, leading up to it, um, you know, there was a, there was quite a few spots where, where she was really awkward. She had you nerves going into WrestleMania, and I think once she got over that, okay, this is my debut night. This is what I'm nervous about. Once she got over that initial. My in-ring match was good. My WrestleMania moment, I got my first match. To me, it's she got kind of confidence. like, all right, you're already up here. It's up to you 
to keep it here and where how can you be nervous now that she's surpassed wrestlemania in the wrestling business nah she's she's already been on the biggest stage it's basically forward march from here on out yeah you know because i mean and and at least she's she is there she's full-time she's that she's been there i think every raw Almost every Raw since WrestleMania. Whether it's helping out Natalia or whatever, it's just showing up and putting in. Either you know, or. She's, she's, McMahon she's got screen time. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and you know, the fans seem to be really receptive of her. Um, she seems to be working hard. It doesn't seem like she's getting any sonic kind of crazy treatment, like special treatment right. or anything. It and just she, seems like she's a part of the women's roster on Raw. Yeah. Which I'm happy that she's on Raw and that Asuka's on SmackDown because... They're, they're, they're not going to have to wrestle each other. I didn't want to see that, to be honest. Eventually, well, here's the thing. Eventually, I think that since, you know, Rousey has a multi-year deal with the WWE. Yeah. They're going to eventually, since I could see Asuka's first loss already happening, mm-hmm. I can also now see it's not out of the ordinary for the WWE to put Rousey over Asuka. Yeah. And, or vice versa. I mean, clearly not vice versa, because like... If, should, if, you could do a best of three. Yeah, like, I, I think Asuka would win... The best of three, but and, and Rousey, Ronda Rousey, still look incredibly strong. Absolutely, you know, and then and, and they both have you know arm bars. And Rousey it, turns heel, gets Shayna Baszler up there with her. They're already friends anyway. They got yep. their four horsewomen versus like that's how I see it going down. This will be a Survivor Series thing. You're gonna have like basically Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler, and I don't know two others, whatever. Yeah, well, you versus, figure you figure uh, Sonya Deville. Um, I figured, I'd, or probably uh, Mandy Rose, like her, by, both her by yeah, by so, default. Since uh, Paige, and that's another exciting thing that happened. Paige is now um, the GM. general manager of SmackDown, um, which, which I, I mean, good for her. You know what I mean? Still, I still have her foot in there. Like work out. Like I don't, I don't like. She made a tag team. Well, she wait. Did she make that tag team match, or did she make a Daniel Bryan match? She made. Um, she made a Daniel Bryan match. Yeah. right? Daniel Bryan against who was it? It was, um, it was AJ? Yes, AJ Styles. Because Cass came out and got his against it, and that's how that happened. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, she made yep. that. So she did, she did start with a pretty awesome match. Yeah. So, hey, well, I mean, A+. Plus, I, like the, I think she's the best SmackDown Live general manager of all time right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, but, yeah, it's... it's I don't know. A lot of exciting things have been happening. I mean, the shakeup. I mean, let's, let's another aspect of WrestleMania. You had um the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. You had Bray Wyatt come in to help Matt Hardy and form. Uh, what would you say that the, was the, the leaders of worlds? The leaders yeah. of worlds, and, and now, now they're the now they're the, tag team now they're world. Now. Yep. So so have their championship. I don't know. I I wouldn't have seen this coming. I remember they they said a couple weeks ago there was rumors that Bray Wyatt was still going to be Bray Wyatt, but was going to undergo a change of character. Um, so this kind of works, you know what I mean? Because they they're both kind of kooky in their own way. I think Bray Wyatt should stay Bray Wyatt, but wear the Aku Aku mask from Crash Bandicoot. And that was the Totally Over podcast, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning. <laughs> but no, I don't. I, <laughs> so uh, I think it was Michael Cole said on the announcement team. Michael Cole said that too. He no, no, he didn't. He didn't shut up. But he said, uh, he said, um, if if Bray Wyatt is freed from the spirit of sister abigail then what's his finisher called and and everybody oh yeah <laughs> uh and then and then cory rose is like the kiss of abigail or something like that <laughs> like, abigail's kiss or something abigail's like that kiss. everybody like they're just like there was like some awkward silence there yeah it was that was like a weird like 
Thanks, Michael Cole, for bringing up something that none of us can answer. <laughs> I don't know, Cole. Actually, I don't. I don't know. We're not in charge of that, Cole. Why would you bring it up? <laughs> shut up. <laughs> that was essentially shut up. Shut, shut up, up, Michael. Shut up. <laughs> Whatever Brooks maybe I would say. Maggle. Maggle. M a g g l e. Maggle. But uh, yeah, I think um, I don't know. But we we didn't touch on absolutely everything at WrestleMania, but that was pretty much the highlights. Um, the superstar shakeup. You know, we talked about some of the, the how some the, of the how tag the, teams that shaped out. Um, yeah. um, singles wrestlers wise, it was you know it wasn't a big draft, but um, it did it shifted dynamic heavily into SmackDown's favor. I feel like Raw like got whooped on the uh, in the the singles wrestler department. Naomi won something pretty big recently. The um, she she won the um, the uterus trophy. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it was. It was the, the, the uterus trophy. Or the, the Andre the, the Giant, or not Andre the Giant, but the the first uh, woman's battle royale, <laughs> the, the memorial, oh, <laughs> uh, the 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 May Young uterus trophy. Yeah, that that one was it. May Young. It was a battle yeah, royal. It was that, a battle royal. It was no, a, it wasn't it, the May Young. Uh, it was the fabulous Mula. Huh? It was going to be the fabulous Moolah? It was going to, and they switched yeah. it to Mae Young. Didn't no, they? They, they didn't switch it to anybody. Um, they just I'm took thinking, her name I'm, off there right. because it was a horrible idea. Yeah, you, you know, I was thinking of the Mae Young Classic. That was my bad. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that was that was the thing. I, I feel like we talked about she that. Won, she won the uterus trophy. She cup. won the uterus trophy. Beautiful, beautiful uterus trophy. Uh, I loved the... Um, the uh, greater Royal, I can't I can't say greatest Royal Rumble too many times. I love the uh, the the trophy Braun Strowman got and the championship belt the that he got. It was cool. The that championship awesome. belt. I was like, it looked gaudy, but it was kind of. Yeah, cool. It was definitely gaudy. In the same way where I was like, all right, when the universal title was revealed, I was like, Meh. you know, <laughs> I'm but still like, like that. I still, I mean, like it, it grew on me. I guess I just kind of accepted. Yeah, it. Yeah, not but. as bad as it was. Like looking back. When uh, Balor and Rollins had that match for the title, and everybody else was like, "How ugly that was!" Mm. Like, it's not that the match bad was now. fantastic. Should have never been ruined by how ugly the title was yeah. at the time. And and looking back now, it's like, man, the title's not nearly as ugly. But when you put like silver and green on something, those things clash, dude. Big time. Like that, was a, that was a big time like Saudi Arabian thing. Like, I well, mean, like, yeah, it, it, that's their colors, yeah, right? It, yeah. You know, it was, it was a big time. I, I, it, it looked gaudy as all hell, but it wasn't. It wasn't bad. It was. I cool. mean, for a one-off event, you know, for like, a one-off event, and he'll probably, ne- probably, he'll probably never year. wear the belt. I don't know if he will or not. If he does, that'd be hilarious. He'll probably just, just bring it in his actual home and like hang it on the wall or something, yeah. like a trophy. He'll probably show up Monday. He'll probably show up on Raw wearing it just because it's the day. Yeah, it's the yeah. Raw show after. Um, what was the other thing? The trophy to say? was really cool, though, man. The trophy was all. I, the, the trophy was. I thought it was the trophy was just as cool as the Andre the Giant one. I thought it looked cooler. But I don't know. I, would, I mean, I would do... Like, the Andre the Giant trophy would be cool to be having your house. Yeah, like if you walked in my house and there was a gold Andre the Giant like, statue. size statue <laughs> that like, had my name on it as a winner. Yeah. Or that, or that, Yeah. I would be like, I won every championship. Look at this. Look at, yeah, look, <laughs> like, like, look at this. Andre said <laughs> Look at what so. I did. My career is probably not going to go up or down because it doesn't mean anything. But you this heard is of a Andre 3000? That's Andre 5 million right there. Andre. Yeah, like a golden giant. <laughs> oh dear God, oh man. But uh, yeah. So it's uh, yeah. I don't know that that, that for a fifty man battle royal was pretty. It was pretty dope. That was nice. So a lot of good spots. The one where Del Rio won a few years ago. That was a forty man. No, because there was when? one that was a forty man. That was they they upped it, the number one year when Del Rio won it. Yeah, that was in. That shoot, was that was what two thousand. 
Yeah, around that time, sometime, 2010, sometime 2012 early? or 13, maybe. So, some kind of it was a, it was an off year, and it wasn't anything. It was just wasn't really anything special. I don't really remember. It was it was just like this Royal Rumble is going to be the biggest Royal Rumble. Yeah, blah, blah, and then blah. Del Rio won it. I yeah. was like, okay, well then at that time, I guess quantity wise, that was the greatest Royal Rumble. That's at the time that was yeah. And then, um, now that's the greater Royal Rumble. Well, so you have the, the Royal Rumble, the great, greater Royal Rumble, than the greatest Royal Rumble. Here's the th- one of the things I wanted to, to keep happening with the Royal Rumble match itself. Yeah. Um, and I know this will kind of, you know, mess up the stipulation for like, hey, you get a... Well, actually, no, it wouldn't because it was still guaranteed to you. 2011. Was 2011? The okay. We were pretty close. Um, What was I going to say? Oh, number one Triple H defended or somebody defended the title maybe it was Roman Reigns who defended the title in the Royal Rumble and Triple H won it yeah I wish the champion would have to defend his title in the Royal Rumble every year he should like I I like instead like how cool because then you can that's there's a complete open opportunity where Lesnar doesn't walk out of Philly as the, as the champion every yeah. year you know or like whoever like well I mean he maybe or maybe he can do this like the final two people in the match, like both brands champions are in a Royal Rumble, and the final two remaining, they actually have to, like, and one's on SmackDown, one's on Raw. Mm-hmm. They're champions now. Yeah. Like, the last one, the last one standing gets the Universal Title. They'll make that the premier title. Yeah. So instead of like, well, see, I don't know, because you get more longevity show wise by saying the winner of this Royal Rumble gets to face him at WrestleMania. Like, I, I wouldn't want to lose that. I like, or maybe you have the winner just pick what title he wants because he can go. He can then dictate what show it he should goes be. To. It should be that way anyway. I I think so. I th- I agree. The same way the money in the bank is. Money in the bank. You should be able to cash. Technically, you could cash in on the whatever only reason show you why want. I say this is because let's say Shinsuke won it this year mm-hmm. and Shinsuke can then say like, you know, let's say that Lesnar was in the Royal Rumble match and let's say that AJ Styles was in that Royal Rumble match. Yeah, and you can sit there and totally say like, okay. Well, Shinsuke won. Now, which, which, which show do you want to go to? Which title do you want to take? Right? Yeah. Then you can have Shinsuke fight AJ still and, you know, have a program there. Shinsuke would be the champion in this time around. Or you could have Shinsuke go against Lesnar, and that already happened in Japan, and it was a good match, by the way. Mm. That would give you new grounds for Lesnar versus Roman Reigns and Lesnar all the time. Yeah. Or... In a scenario where that's not the way you take it with the you know the most recent champion, and you make a program that way, it mm-hmm. gives you time in between the Royal Rumble because that's the beginning of WrestleMania season. Yeah, to WrestleMania to give some fresh legs to be like, okay, now we got this champion. What are we gonna do? Yeah, like versus, oh, we already knew. It, it takes away the entire scheme of saying here is your cha- here's your match, here's your main event year in a year in advance. Yeah, figure out how to get there. Right, like that. I I think the Royal Rumble could be updated like that exactly. Then oh my god, it, it, that that helps out a lot for just the WWE's year. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I agree with you. I I think it should you should. I don't know too much about the champions being involved, but when definitely the winner of the Royal Rumble should be able just to pick whichever championship they want. Yeah, but I mean this is the first wrestling year, um, you know, since two years ago where you're going to have joint pay per views again. So we're going to see less pay per views this year. And you know you got pay per view. I mean you got Samoa Joe who's on SmackDown. He's facing or he's facing um, 
uh, was he facing Roman Reigns at Backlash? Yeah, Samoa Joe and Roman Reigns, and that's not a title match because he didn't Reigns win. or Reigns, yeah, didn't beat Lesnar and Rollins retained. So that was a great ladder match, by the way. Yeah, that a lot that, of fun that watching the match. Let's talk about it. So it was a good match. Yeah. So, um, the the finish, I think that was the fastest I've ever seen somebody climb the ladder and just not fumble with the belt. Dude, he he, like it was not- he springboarded onto the ladder, got out there, and just grabbed it from Balor, and to the point where Balor is on the hard cameras going like, "For Are real?" Seri- yeah. like, he, he, looked, he just looked at the camera. And he was like, "What?" <laughs> it was kind of cool because every wrestler goes up there and they just kind of like futz with the belt for like ten minutes. You yeah. know what I mean? Like to see somebody go up and be like, "Bam!" Like I know how to do this already, and gets de- like that. That was cool. Uh, yeah, that was, that was awesome. I, like just watching that was Bauer, like I, I thought Bauer was he looked just disappointed. Gonna, it, looked, yeah, it looked like he, like he crushed your, uh, all of his dreams. He, in one oh, he, it almost looked like he was he was going to say to the camera, "But I was supposed to win," you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> 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 who told you that? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, it was a really entertaining match. But um, what do you think about? The Undertaker casket match. Loved it. I loved it I too. I loved the. So I loved the whole like. Okay, it, it brought me back to, um, specifically the ones in these casket matches. Like, it brought me back to Yokozuna mm-hmm. and Undertaker. It brought me back to Kamala and Undertaker. Not because both of them had a manager, but specifically because the way that Rusev was acting when he was near the casket. Yeah. Um, he acted more afraid than like, like, like than, than yeah. like Diesel did or like Goldust did or Mankind. Kane yeah. did a good job, but that was in the latter part of his career when he had a real deep storyline with his brother. I like the buried alive storyline Undertaker. Yeah, that uh, was one of my favorites. Buried alive is great. That was so dope. And I, I don't think has Undertaker ever won a buried alive. I don't think he has. I think he's always <laughs> been the one that's gotten buried. Yeah, maybe it's Stone Cold. Uh, you know what? I think he might have been Stone Cold, or you know, and because of Mister McMahon or something like that, or something weird. Yeah, I don't know. One of those. I remember the one year. Didn't the one year? Um, Paul or uh, Paul Burr got buried. That was and well, then they wrote him off. That was in the uh, concrete. Yes, one. That's that was it, the that's Dudleys. Yep. Because Paul Heyman was like, "All right, yeah, well, the Dudleys win, and I'm still going to do it anyway." Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> and then the Undertaker stopped it and then finished it. Yeah. So. But uh, it, no, I thought that match was great. I thought Aiden English I did a fantastic part th- with it too. And he, both of them being put in the casket together was great. That was cool. It was a nice spot. I think, he, they, I mean, the fact that Rusev got a lot of offense in and even put Undertaker in the accolade was like dope. Because I mean, we we saw the one with Cena, and it was a squash match, like hands down a squash match. And I'm like, like I know Undertaker's getting older. He can't take a beating. He can't take certain like right like Cena's was an example of what I thought Undertaker matches were going to be from now on. I thought they were just going to be, all right, I'm going to hit my spots and then I'm going to I'm going to hit old school, I'm going to hit the choke slam, I'm going to hit the tombstone, you know what I mean? And then and then I'm going to hit the uh, leg drop on the apron and then let's wrap this up. It's time right, to go. Like know? I'm done. Yeah. I'm gassed. But I mean just, like he did pretty good. I mean there was there was back and forth in this match. He he was able to um he tombstoned Aiden English hard, man. He pinned his head. Yeah. Like that that was like you know, pretty rough. I mean Aiden English like like uh, I think he uh, what do you say on Twitter or something? That, like, I, I, I retweeted. Yeah, he was like, he's like, I don't know, man. Like I'm just some starry-eyed kid who got to live his dream with the yeah. Undertaker, basically. Yeah, because yeah. pe- people were like expecting him to be angry at Undertaker or something. It's like, dude, just shut up. Like, you're, yeah, like, that's the weirdest st- thing. Stop trying to fight somebody's battles for him. Like he he doesn't care, and you're getting all there bent is out of shape a positive for him. side. 
And as much as like, all right, you you'll hear like some people complain, and people are going to complain at some point. Like it's hundred percent just human nature. Yeah. But there is a positive side to the internet wrestling community. Join it. Like holy yeah. crap! Like, enjoy yourself. You Sit know? down and relax. It's and like enjoy why? Yourself. Like, do you watch wrestling anyway? Because you hate it? That's weird. Yeah. Like you know, like really, and like because I saw the same thing. Uh, Michael uh, Michael Bennett said, he's like, oh, you know, like the WWE, like. He he was kind of replying back to these people who were like, "You should be angry at the WWE. They're not using you the right way." He's like, "I don't know, man. I'm a kind of guy who I get my dream job. I work for the WWE as a active member of the Raw roster. I don't know. I think these things are about perspective, people. I'm like, yeah, you're absolutely right. You're doing yeah. your dream job. Yeah, like." Like, like, aren't you mad? Who's going to tell you? You're on TV doing the thing that you want to do with your life, and people will be like, oh, no, you should be angry that you're doing the thing that you want to do. Because yeah, they're sitting home on their couch working their 9-to-5 job. Right. Like, like it's just, shut up, dude. Like, just, like, it's, just sit down and watch the show and enjoy yourself. Like It's like yeah. the same people who tell people like, you know, like us, like, who do, like, a podcast. It's like, oh, like, you guys... You know, don't time. know what you talk about, blah 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 blah, and I, and yeah. we're sitting there like, you know, what? maybe we don't know, but at the same time, we're out here. No, you but, know, but, but I mean, like, we, like, there's plenty of times we complain about booking. Oh yeah, there's plenty of times I get mad about something, and, and it's not like like I'm not getting mad and not enjoying the show. Like I'm like we're still entertained. It's just. It's we just, just the empty our, void in our head where it's like, man, I would have booked this better. Yeah, you like, know? I, like I would have booked it it's better. It's a perfectionist yeah. in us. But I'm not one of those guys that are just like, nah, screw the WWE. I'm just going to, all I'm going to do is watch indies from now on because WWE is a terrible show. Like, it's an entertaining show. Like, Vince McMahon obviously knows what he's doing. Like, I'm not going to sit here and just say he's an out-of-touch old washed-up dude. And no, wait the dude's making Triple bank. H do the uh, territories with NXT. Yeah. Because that's going to be a thing where he's going, like, country to country now with it, apparently. Yeah, so we haven't talked anything about TakeOver. Can we just talk about how gorgeous the North American tra- Championship is? That I always like, want to talk about how gorgeous that entire show was. Yes, gorgeous but, show. But, yeah, but no, what, the North two, American title was great. Two five-star matches in, in one show, the ladder match and, yeah. and uh, Gargano's unsanctioned match. Dude, shut up! That that finish of that match is using what made, the knee brace to yeah, that, tap a boy out. Like you can tell, Love when, it. you can tell when you're watching a five star match because it's like it's like you're watching. The, you're like, this match is awesome. And then like the knee, bra- like he pulled the knee brace and started pulling it back. And I said, Mwah. that's Mwah. That, that, the, that just that put the, the cherry that on put top. Put the kiss right there. on there. That like, was a cherry on top. The fact that Tommaso Ciampa came out and this is his first singles entrance. With no music, this is the first time you've seen him in his singles attire. Yeah, and I mean, you're gonna have to blur this out, but he just got a whole bunch of booze and fuck you, Champa chants yep. as loud as you can hear. Yeah, on like better, like this is the best heel reaction that I've heard since Cena showed up against Punk in Chicago. Like seriously, that and this is the first time that Champa came back in. And face Johnny Gargano. This is how much NXT, this is how much the WWE Universe in this short amount of time is just invested in the former DIY. Mm-hmm. Like, it's incredible. And for anybody, if if you're sitting here right now and you're thinking about, man, who is going to be the future when they get to the main main roster, it's an open it's an open world. You you can't, I mean, Gargano absolutely should be a guy. I think Champa should be too, and they Ch- should act fast on it. Champa should be too, but I feel like that a lot of a lot of Champa's excellence is just the fact that there that that breakup was booked so beautifully. I feel like if you just toss him up, like unless people watching the main roster 
and the main roster only like have have any idea what happened at NXT. I don't feel like they like they can get behind Gargano immediately. I feel like it would take some time to see. It took some some time to really see Champa as the way he is. You know what I mean? It took some development. So it I, did I because he was he. A lot of people who aren't used to Champa back when he was in Ring of Honor yeah. don't know that. From what I was able to tell, at least, he's not a natural face. He no. did a pretty good job being a face in NXT, yeah, but mainly, when it was time just, for the Sicilian psychopath to show up, it was there. Yeah, it was there in full force. So like we were kind of waiting for it because like he's always been Blackheart, and then yeah. and then like we're waiting for it. Like you knew he was going to turn on him at some point because we're like, all right, there's only so much he can just not be Blackheart. And then when it happened, we were like, oh, thank God. And then like it was cool, but. And it's only helped Gargano tenfold. Like you wanted to cheer Gargano to begin with, and then you like you now had you, no now point, you, yeah, you had no choice. Yeah, it was just like there's hundred percent Gargano. Yes, take my money. <laughs> like basically, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Um, man, what else? Uh, what else happened in NXT Takeover? Um, you had uh, yeah, Adam C- Cole. Adam he, Cole. He uh, so he did win the uh, the championship. Well, from technically two matches. Yes, because he was. Involved in the tag team match as well. Kyle O'Reilly, man. We can just take a moment to appreciate Kyle O'Reilly and every single thing he does when he's on camera. (laughs) Anything that he does. Like when he does the, uh, well, he did to maybe think was, I think it was Pete Dunne. Think, Which one? I think it was Pete Dunn. When uh, he went to do a release German suplex, I think Pete Dunn landed on his feet, like the back foot landed on his feet. And, and, he, start, and he starts like... No, Riley is just like on his on his uh, butt, just like, yeah, I threw him and just takes a kick in the back of the head and just falls. <laughs> or the times against Alders of Pain where like he, he got back chair. up. Remember when he got the chair and he went like, boom, and hit on the um, the top rope and then himself right in the face Oh, yeah, with the it. Rock used to do it all the time. <laughs> I used to love that spot when the Rocky do it. But uh, no, um, when the Alders of Pain were like... I think he uh, took a clothesline, or he took he took some sort of big strike, and then um, he got right back up, like all like hawked up, and then Razor right like stood up to him, and he just stumbled on the first <laughs> rope and just like out to the outside. He's entertaining. Yeah, he'll just dude the things that he does, like he he just notices like a follow up is going to come. He's like, now nah, I'll just bump myself. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, like like I love Kyle O'Reilly. Don't worry, I got it. <laughs> oh man, so I mean it, it was a. Uh... It was a hell of a weekend for wrestling. It was a hell of a weekend. It was just a. It's been a great couple of weeks too. I mean, they've just bounced a lot of uh, pay per views, a lot of good shows because it's like, hey, you know, seeing Daniel Bryan back in the ring is just utterly refreshing. It's crazy how like because he's never he hasn't lost a step. I feel like he's I feel like for whatever reason, like it almost seems like he's a more technical, more aggressive. Like in the Royal Rumble. He first off, he is the longest participant in Royal Rumble history. Yeah, like longer than Rey Mysterio when Rey Mysterio won it. Yeah, by going three coming minutes. in what one? Yeah, that's that's when he came in at number one and won it. Rey Mysterio. And did you see the welts on his chest in that match? I'm yeah. I'm sitting there looking at Brian. I'm like, you're a modern day warrior. You are the God of War. Yeah, like that's that's seriously, he's Kratos. Because I was gonna say um a similar thing in terms of uh his, him being led. I, I don't know if it was just me, um like not not really remembering him because I remember enjoying watching his matches yeah i don't know if it's just i haven't seen him in ring in a long time and i forgot how electrifying he was or if he's just really just antsy and just gunning for it because he's excited because he's excited i think it was i think we haven't seen somebody as electrifying as that in a long time since he's been here and then to, to put on top of that he's obviously excited to be wrestling again and he he's just his heart's in it every single time and, it, and it's it's hard not to get behind him it's definitely really, really entertaining to watch. A lot more entertaining to watch than Shane McMahon. 
I hope we never have to see him in the in the ring again. Shane McMahon, hold nah, on. I'm just gonna hate on him. When he like took him. The, when he took that throw from Braun Strowman, yeah, from the uh, yeah, because he was going for the coast to coast. Yep. So he took he took the throw from Strowman from the top rope through the uh, announcers table. I was like, that might be my favorite elimination. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I I commend Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon reminds me of how Mick Foley got he's his a stunt whole double, career. Right? He's you just know? a stunt devil. Yeah, kinda. Except the fact that like Mick Foley was entertaining. And and Shane McMahon's not. Like, Shane, McMahon's Shane McMahon's just good like for the one big fall. That's and it. Mick Foley was good for the psychology of it all as well. Yeah, like, and the promo. Like Mick Foley was still a wrestler. Yeah. Shane is a authority figure with a good fall. Yeah, a really good fall. Yeah, that that's pretty much it. Like he's tough though. Like I give Shane McMahon the credit, hundred hey, percent. I'm I'm giving him credit. I'm just saying, like if I have to see one on one matches with him, matches. I just don't want to see it, dude. I don't want to see his his fake punches. His punches in the ring. It's remember Sami Zayn um, making fun of him doing the like like do, 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 like you doing the jet. Like it, I don't like it. I don't like his style. I don't like him doing his little nineties Reebok like you know jumpy kick thing. I, the I, new I, don't, I just don't like it. I, I just don't like anything about it. I don't like his kids. I don't like. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm just I'm just kidding about that. Part. Nicholas is better. No, whatever. Yeah. He should just adopt Nicholas. Nicholas was like, like, like in retrospect, it was pretty cool. Did you see his Titantron? <laughs> <laughs> it was just his name that showed him a few times and yeah. he was walking up the ramp. That was it. That's it. <laughs> and That's all it was. <laughs> like, hey, can, can you piece this together for me real quick? <laughs> and they released it on the WWE official Twitter. That was the best part. It was an actual thing <laughs> that Vince McMahon or somebody in the company was like, hey, intern guy, uh, can you make this actual uh, Titantron for Nicholas? He has to go back to school tomorrow. Yeah. It's going to be used exactly one time. Oh my god! I would have been stoked to do that job. I'm like, yo, I'm gonna make this nine year old's day or however old he was. I mean, they, people were asking for autographs and everything. Yeah, like, but like, it was cool. I, like, whatever, I don't care. <laughs> it's just I you don't know, know that kid. It was probably the coolest nine year old in the history of nine year olds. That, that that next day. Just imagine, there's just the absurdity of it all. Walks into school the next day. How was your weekend? Well. I won the tag titles at WrestleMania. Yeah, there, my we, my six foot eight strand uh, friend uh, Braun Strowman yeah. over here. So, <laughs> so, so I believe the uh, the only Braun's just like actually Braun brings him to school on his shoulders. Yeah, <laughs> 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 hurry. <laughs> I'm not fit. All right, damn it! I'm not. I'm not doing it. It's I'm not doing. It. I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the only match we didn't talk about in the Greatest Royal Rumble was uh, AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura. We, we touched on it briefly. It ended up being a double countout. See, I don't mind that. I I don't, I'm not sure how the crowd feels since this is your like first ever show in Saudi Arabia. You don't do a clean finish for your title. I kind of think that they should have had a clean finish, but. I think like because you had AJ's, you had a good fight you had a great fight and then and then even after the match was called they still kept fighting right. and there was obviously like there was there was a grudge behind it and AJ Styles ended up you know being on top walking up the ramp so like in a way there was a finish to it just not like a clean finish in the bell to bell match but if I was an audience in attendance I would happily watch that would okay. have no problem okay. that, that's what I would say I mean. I don't know. See, I, I my judgment is based on how I would feel if this is like finally the WWE is coming to True. the first time to my country, and yeah. I don't get to see a, a clean, clean finish. finish for their title. Yeah, that and the one I get to see clean finish for is the same match we've seen the past three times. Like, I would much rather see a clean finish for uh, you know, for for Shinsuke and AJ because that's the you know. 
it, it is regardless of how many times you see it in a dream, a dream match. Yeah. Versus Lesnar and Roman Reigns, because now if I'm if that if I'm following the product, which those guys in India do, when they finally come over, mm-hmm. I'm heavily saying, "Oh my God, just give the title to Reigns, end this, please." Yeah. You know, like whatever you got to do, clean finish for both of them, but just make sure that one happens and let AJ retain. Just do a clean finish. Yeah. That's why I would have liked. You know. Yeah. But I mean, as but it, it was entertaining, and as a double count out, like. I think it, in, in our eyes, it's it's fine because hey, we're more we're readily accessible to their product. Yeah. So we don't really feel cheaped out where it's like, you know, hey, here's a uh, here's Kane. When we went to the Philadelphia Royal Rumble, we knew going in there that Kane was pin beat. Yeah. And that's exactly how it went. Yeah. And I did not feel cheated whatsoever. No. So. <laughs> but then again, you go to a Royal Rumble. You're, you go there for, there for you had the Royal two Rumble. Royal Rumbles that we were extremely spoiled. <laughs> we were spoiled. Like, <laughs> like, like, yeah. Like no, I, pretty I pretty much broke my ankle and I was still smiling on the way out. Like, Dude, you were, <laughs> yeah, you did that before the first Rumble. And I, I, I saw you come back up and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, this is completely selfish, but if we have to leave because of your ankle, <laughs> like before, no. before Kevin Owens shows up, there's like no, whatever. There's no way we're leaving. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> I was gonna be like, "Oh, this is gonna suck." Yeah, it's like I'll see you in the car. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I, it it was. I don't know. I don't have any complaints. I'm I'm looking forward to this this year of wrestling. Uh, we'll see. We'll see where it takes with um Brock Lesnar. You think they'll have a greatest Survivor Series or a greater WrestleMania? Or it depends if Saudi Arabia <laughs> wants to pay greatest money because everybody's got a price, and apparently they found Vince's. I don't. I, I don't. Just that the pyro, the spectacle, it was more of a spectacle than WrestleMania, I feel like. The stage, which, I mean, here's another interesting thing that I, I just wanted to touch on. I don't want to talk about it too much. I saw a seating chart. Did you see the seating chart? No, the inside? I didn't so, see really anything. So the inside is separated. You had um, you had the, the main aisles behind, the, behind each side of the ring, the four sides, and then... Where they normally have all of the seats, it was all open. The whole rest of standing floor was open. And oh, then, you know and what? Then, I kind of did see that when they panned down from the pre-show. Yeah, yeah I did see and that. I, and I read online. Um, one of the guys that went there, that's a fan, said that the like famous celebrities and the royal family were there in in the front seats, and the common people could only purchase tickets to be in the back. And it was kind of like it was kind of off in the back too. And you could see there was a couple times like in the match where um, there was a bunch of people like just like crap that weren't watching they were like just it, like in, yeah in a i just cra- in guard kind of group yeah in yeah guard. i saw i kept seeing yeah, it and, and on camera side like kind of yeah. walking back and forth and i was like I, yeah i kind of like saw that and i was like you know this is a, a darn good match if you really are about this product and you're just like what you're like you might have to handle business i don't know how things go there true yeah but at the same time it's like I think during the match, sit down, yeah. and then if there's like a video package or something, where just handle yeah. in between. You you paid for this. Because at you least know? the 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 guy that um was was posting online like talking about like he 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 was so happy that he finally got tickets there, and he was talking about the, the celebrities and the royal family, only ones that could afford the tickets in the front. He said a lot of them um bought that pretty much just as a status symbol. Like this is the first WWE. Like I'm gonna have front row ticket. Like j- they didn't really care about the product, or maybe they only knew a couple big wrestlers. And that was it. Maybe they they wanted to see John Cena and The Undertaker, and that's it. Speaking of John Cena, there was something very special to seeing his entrance, where it's like where he wasn't either way. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like either way, like when it's not a mixed reaction, 
there's always something nice about like when he, about Cena's entrance. Like if he comes to when the Royal Rumble when he showed back up in New York, yeah, big pop. That was special. Yeah, when he was in Chicago against Punk, largely booed. Yeah, special. Yeah, when he was in Philly for the most part, even John Cena sucks. Always special. It's just goosebumps, you know, I in think, that arena. I, that, I think John Cena has transcended to where Kurt Angle is now. I feel like that's what his interest is. I but think, I think he's one in the, certain cities. I really think, like in Philadelphia, we still mean John Cena sucks. I I don't. I don't know. I, for, I, I think, just I think, think the most part. I, I think it is. I don't know if it's a trope anymore in Philly. I think it's still like certain cities feel that. Yeah. But over there, he was cheered 100%. And I was just like... It was weird. It, it was, was weird. Like I was sitting there, I was like, I can't I'm not really to- remember the last time. Like in modern... like Because by the way, the last time he was cheered heavily in New York was way back when. When he was just doing... He just started Hustle, Loyalty, and Respect. Yeah. That, that, that was Muhammad when was Hassan was a thing. Yeah. Like, you know, Rico was still on that match. Yeah, because you figure he was a heel up until then. Yeah. So so when he when he became a face, even then he wasn't like wildly accepted. Um I don't I don't I don't remember ever wildly accepting I mean, him he as was a face. Only, he was heel for like what, like a month, maybe? Like nah, maybe. He was a heel like I considered Thugonomics John Cena a heel. No, because he wasn't a heel the entire time. He was he was over as a face when he rat, but in the very beginning of when he was doing the Thugonomics thing, he was with Bull Buchanan or B yeah. Squared for like a month, yes. and then that See, that's was r- it. I'm, I'm thinking of like him using um him using his chain as a weapon in, a lot against of times, Big Show and stuff like that. Yeah, but he was a face in that match. Was he a face? Yeah, in match? I think you're right. Yeah, he was. See, that's the thing. He wasn't. That was what he wasn't 20? against using underhanded tactics. But he was still a face. But he was still a face. I got you. It was weird. That, it was that, a weird thing for that's Cena. That's probably why I'm remembering it. Uh, that's that's probably why I'm remembering him as a heel because I'm mm-hmm. only remembering him cheating. You know what I mean? And then like the hustle, loyalty, respect. I saw it as like it was Eddie Guerrero. Same, it like, was in the same dynamic yeah, as Eddie Guerrero. Okay. I was about to say that. Yeah. So yeah. I, I love it when we work on the same wavelength. But it, um, it happens once every sixteen <laughs> shows. But <laughs> what, what what episode is this? Yeah. It happens one every sixty five episodes. But uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. I'm 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 largely hopeful. I, I think Greatest Royal Rumble was a success. Um, they made a lot of money. Uh, yeah, I heard. Oh my god. Yeah, enough money where Vince McMahon's like, I don't care how many times the XFL messes up. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I forgot all about XFL. We just if we just come here for a greaterest Royal Rumble next year. Greaterest, <laughs> yeah. Great. If we come back for the greaterest Royal Rumble next year, the XFL will outdo itself. I don't know how much truth there is, but apparently there are um, some more shows in Saudi Arabia, not of this caliber, but they're doing some some shows while they're still over there. Is it Greater SummerSlam? Yeah, probably the Greater House Show, the Greater Bob Carpenter Center. <laughs> <laughs> no. Why would these people? Why? Why would Saudi Arabia adopt our Delaware spot? Like <laughs> that's all we have. <laughs> I don't know. All right. So I. I don't know. I think. Um. I don't know. Do, you got any other spots you want to hit on? I mean, not, for the pay per views. I think we pretty much. I think we pretty much capped it all. Nice little catch up podcast. Rounding did, out. What about, what about an hour? We did not pretty bad. well. Um. Yeah, I mean, there were some NXT call-ups that were, like, random. Like, Tucker Knight randomly showed up. Oh, yeah, 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 that, yeah. But he yeah. did... Uh, hey, yeah. look, he actually... I I thought I was... I was actually sort of impressed by just him showing up alone. Yeah, Roderick um, Strong was a big surprise. Roderick was in there. He did He did a good job. Uh, who else? Is, uh, were there any others that were really called up from uh, NXT? Mm. There was the three other guys that, like, I didn't really know who they were that were, like, uh, I, I guess... I guess I guess maybe there were some like Saudi Arabian like 
Because I know they had tryouts. That whole thing went over my head. Well, I know they had tryouts when they were there. So maybe that... Was that what it was? Like, yeah, whatever it was, I feel like the I was sumo, out of the like loop. the sumo guy. I don't know where that came from. There was another guy that was just giant, and I don't know where he came yeah. from. It was pretty much Mark Henry bait, I guess. That, like, or yeah, Braun bait, maybe. I guess, yeah. But I mean, I don't you figure the not Yokozuna came out. It was just him and Mark Henry. That was pretty much Mark Henry's spot. And they even referenced like Big Show Akibono. I was like, I thought you guys wanted to whitewash that from memory because <laughs> like that was one of the worst Big Show matches of all time. I, I ain't gonna lie, I'm really surprised that Hulk Hogan wasn't there. Um, I know it sounds stupid, but like you're in Saudi Arabia and like, yeah, I, yeah, you're gonna name he, drop. But then again, you know what? There was um like Shawn Michaels turned down. Turn, turn it down. Yeah, I don't, that's a lot of travel, dude. That's a lot of travel. Yeah, like, like there was rumors. Stone were, Cold turned it down too. Yeah, there was a lot. There was rumors that um, Goldberg turned it down. Like you said, Stone Cold turned it down. Yeah. Shawn Michaels turned it down. So they were definitely outreaching. Um, there was a. Uh, I mean, the fact like Hornswoggle was there, I was like, damn, that surprised me. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing now anyway. But um, what am I thinking? The uh, there was rumors heavily that um, Paul Heyman said no, and that oh, he wasn't going to be Dan there. Dan Matha. Dan Matha, yep. You remember right. Dan Matha? So Dan, Dan Matha shows up and gets who who beat him down immediately? Was it Lars Sullivan? That was the um somebody beat him down. No, it was Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe beat yep. down Dan Matha immediately yep. yeah. when he was going this path of destruction. Yeah, that was pretty much just Samoa Joe's. Yeah, you're right. He just beat up like the Ely brothers and then Dan Matha and like Ely that was brothers, back. Dan yeah. Matha, who? and it was uh, and it was like all while he was calling out Shinsuke. That was beautiful. Yeah, and um, so like Dan Matha is apparently a performance center trainer. Good for him. Didn't know that because I didn't see Dan Dan Matha uh, wrestle a match outside of like. Well, no, we were going. We were no. He got that. He got that. Uh, that video, the hype package video. And then he was supposed yeah, to wrestle Samoa Joe and got beat down. Well, he wasn't supposed to wrestle Samoa Joe. I thought he was supposed to wrestle an enhancement talent, and he got. Whoa, just, was he supposed to just debut? And then spe- that's how it booked. That was his debut. Like his, they they booked that that three weeks we were watching the video package that he's arriving to he's arriving tonight. Like we saw uh, this guy coming in, and we were like, he, oh, dude, this guy's got yeah. like this weird. Like he looked like he he looked like okay, the he's w- some muscle dude. He, he looked remi- like when the WWE was bringing in Nathan Jones. Remember that guy? Nah. Nathan Jones was the one dude who he is teamed up with the Undertaker to go against like. I think it was Albert. Okay. Like when he was like A Train. Yeah, I don't remember Big the show. show. And this is okay. at WrestleMania. Gotcha. And this is a it was a one off tag. It was a really yeah. weird match for that for the Undertaker to have in his WrestleMania streak. Yeah. But um Undertaker was getting like beat down at one point and then this new dude, Nathan Jones, overly hyped guy, came oh, into yeah. the ring and they used like three seconds of footage for this guy because they had to edit out this guy. Like he was a martial artist who botched a roundhouse kick. Oh God! Something like that. Yeah, Dan- and, like and and it, that was his debut at like WrestleMania. Oh okay. Dan, Dan Matha's his video packages remind me of um when they brought in Chris Masters when he did the masterpiece gimmick. Oh wait, that, that's what it reminded me of. Yeah. Like just all like you posing and here's my big muscles. Like that's what it reminded me of. Nathan Jones just looked like this giant muscular guy too, but yeah. he looked like a monster type of guy. Like oh, I don't remember. Maybe I'd recognize his face if if someone you, showed you, me. I think you you think you might, but he was a flash in the pan kind of guy. Maybe Matt that's Morgan, why. If you remember Matt Morgan, which uh, you might not, but he lasted longer than Nathan Jones and Nathan Jones and Matt Morgan were on the same Survivor Series team with Brock Lesnar and A-Train and Paul Heyman I think. and when was this like 2004 2000 yeah that that kind of that a area a big show a big show maybe Brock Lesnar wasn't with Paul Heyman I think Big Show was with Paul Heyman yeah, at this no, time Bro- cause 2004 era Brock Lesnar was like when he was feuding with Kurt Angle yeah, like, yeah. that was like prime time Brock so, Lesnar 
There was one point where Heyman turned on Lesnar, and I think that was for Big Show. <laughs> Weird. And a lot of things have happened. <laughs> Just, a lot of things lot have of, happened. A lot of stuff changes in 14 years yeah. in the wrestling A lot business. of things happened. But oh, anyway, so this damn made the guy reminds me of Nathan Jones, and yeah. he hasn't done much. I forgot where we were there. going with that. Let's <laughs> <laughs> put a nice cap on that. That's it. But uh, yeah, so, so that was the catch-up show. Um, yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be looking forward to Backlash. I think Backlash is next week or is the it? week after. Is it so close already. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. We took some time off, so it, it's a. Uh, well, we'll great be back for it. I think we got two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, we'll take like six weeks off, and then we'll cover Backlash with 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 SummerSlam or something. I don't yeah, know. we'll talk about it eventually, guys. <laughs> we'll get to we'll you. We'll let you know eventually. You know what? Here's here, you want to know when we'll talk about it. Um, come follow us on Twitter at the TOP Cast. Go on Facebook at the, at Totally Over Podcast on Facebook. Yep. Uh, Podbean, uh, St- iTunes, Stitcher, Google TuneIn. Play, Stitcher, all those places. That's how that's how you'll know when we talk about things. Yep. I guess. Or expect it every week. If you don't get it every week, just keep checking anyway because it will be there one week. Yeah. Or every other week. Or every other week. Or whatever. Some weeks. Whatever we decide to do. It'll be there on a week in your life. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, guys, this Totally Over podcast is totally over. Take care, guys.